Hey, hey, everyone. This is Prashant, and I'll be your host for this section of the Mailman podcast called 321 with Mailman. To quickly talk about the format, the guest will be required to share three ideas or books they live by, two people they look up to, and one productivity trick they find super helpful in their everyday lives. For those of you who do not know about Mailman, Mailman is a simple email plugin that delivers your emails in batches at times pre-selected by you. Hence, minimizing distractions, facilitating deep work, and making inbox zero an everyday reality. You can start a free trial at mailmanhq.com. That is M-A-I-L-M-A-N-H-Q.com. You can also find the link in the description below. Today, we have with us Michelle Hansen. Michelle is the co-founder of Geocodio and co-host at Software Social Podcast. Michelle is also the author of a book called Deploy Empathy a practical guide on how to interview customers. Michelle, we are so glad to have you here. If you could introduce yourself a little more, it would be great. Thank you so much for having me on, Prashant. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm so excited to be here. So um, as you mentioned, um, my husband and I co-founded Geocodio um, seven years ago now. Uh, We are uh, an indie software business, so we have never taken outside funding except that from our customers. And we do geocoding for the US and Canada. Um, I'm also co-host of the Software Social Podcast, which actually turns one year the day. Um, this last um, year has been so amazing and made so many friends through that. Um, and then just this week, uh, released my first book, Deploy Empathy, which is a practical guide to interviewing customers and will teach you how to interview customers to uh, learn what their needs are so you know what to build, how to market it, how to stop churn, how to improve that, uh, what to prioritize, um, all those things. It includes scripts for some common situations that you can sort of grab and go or um, adapt to your needs. And um you know, I'm a founder, but my my functional uh, expertise is in product management and um, interviewing customers is is my favorite part of my job. And uh, people people often ask me how to do it, and so I'm I'm so excited to to get this book out there and um, you know and the the help I've had from people around the world to make that happen has been uh, really incredible. Absolutely. And that, that's one really important book that you wrote because that's something that a lot of founders struggle with, how to interview customers. They get uncomfortable, especially for people who are introverts. They just don't know how to really talk to people and then talking to customers is a different ballgame. So thank you for writing that book. Um, and the incredible stuff you're doing besides that, now I'm very excited to get into the format of the podcast with you. So the first question that I have for you today is, uh, what are the three ideas or books that you live by? So the first one is the concept of continuous improvement. Uh, I remember when I was first exposed to Hegelian dialectic as a teenager and this, you know, this concept of you're you're constantly adding new things and improving and becoming a a better version. Um, And then in my first job, learning about the concept of Kaizen, um, which is also continuous improvement and just this idea that something is never complete. It's never perfect. It's, it's always going to be improved. There's always going to be new forces, new ideas coming in that change it and improve it. And to me, that process of continuous improvement is really exciting. Um, and, and I just love when I get new discoveries. I think it's why I love doing customer interviews so much because 
even when I'm talking to someone about a product that I've worked on for a long time about a use case, I think I understand really well. I always hear something new that I didn't expect. And it's just, it's so exciting. Like, it's just, I love those moments. Um, and, and, and so continuous improvement is something that's so important to me. Um, another one is, and, and I always feel like I have to preface this with someone to say that I'm not, I'm really not someone who quotes the Bible very often, but this one quote in particular, um, is, is really how I live my life, which is, um, to each is given the manifestation of the spirit for the common good. And I remember reading that in college and just being, being so struck by that in all of us, there is potential within all of us. There is validity within all of us and looking for that within myself and bringing that to the world, but then also always striving to look for that in other people. Um, and, 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 and how can I help them bring that out into the world is, um, yeah, is, is just something that's really important to me. Um, and then, and then the last one, and this is probably a little bit cliche, um, but thinking fast and slow by Daniel Kahneman, um, I, I studied economics as an undergrad and behavioral economics is perhaps one of my favorite academic topics. And it's such a, there's so many fascinating examples of how there is rationale behind everything, but it may not be rational and, um, understanding that human behavior I find is, um, you know, it, it, it is so helpful because we, we, we are humans. We do things that are, are weird, but yet we all have our, our, internal reasons for doing them make sense to us. Um, even if the, you know, the math, so to speak, doesn't check out. And so how do we find what that context is? How do we find why someone did something? How do we understand that sort of that, that psychology of, of why people make the decisions they do and what leads them to do what they do, um, from their perspective. I, um, I find a lot of empathy in behavioral economics, which, you know, empathy is, is, really not something that people think of when they think of economics in general. Um, and so I, I just, I love that book. It's when I find myself returning to, and I return to it as I wrote my book and I, and I just always find things in there that I um, will we'll see from a different perspective or will help me understand why things are happening. Absolutely. So th those were three amazing ideas and books that you shared. The first one that you shared was a continuous improve improvement. Uh, and I feel that that's really important. Uh, given that everyone is trying to do some consistent effort, but it's also important to strive for consistent improvement, not just being consistent, right? Uh, because being consistent is one thing, but consistently improving is something else altogether. And the, the code that you shared of Bible is again, really a good one. And that struck a chord with me as well, that we are all here for some common good and we have a purpose here. And we should be looking to fulfill that. So thanks for sharing that one with us. And the last one that he shared, uh, Thinking Fast and Slow, and that's just an incredible book and just uh, doesn't need much to be said about it. You just have to you just go and pick up that book and read. If you haven't already, it has just so much to teach you. Absolutely. And it's so well written, right? Uh, so that was the first question. Now, moving on to my next question for you, that is, who are the two people that you look up to the most and why? So the first one, I'll have to be Brene Brown, um, the author and, and sociologist. I... I have so much respect for her because she is vulnerable for the benefit of other people. And I think that is one of the traits in someone that I respect the most when they take their personal um, challenges and, and they 
they work through them in public and, and, and they, and they discuss them in public and they, they, they are, are they, they are vulnerable and, and it's for the benefit of other people. So other people do not, other people know that they are not alone. And that's also a focus of her research as well. So it's not just through her own stories, but she's, she's done studies about shame and belonging and, and isolation and all of these things. I think that, you know, so many people, um, you know, I would venture that everyone has something that they have struggled with in their life. And I think Brene Brown in particular does such an amazing job of telling people that it's okay to share those things. You don't have to hide them. And that by being open about them, you can help other people who are struggling and you can find belonging with other people who have experienced those things. Um, and we are not alone. Um, and so I just have, I have so much respect for her for turning her own challenges in life into um being just this vehicle for for goodness and helping other people be gentle with themselves um it's really remarkable and um the other one comes from sports and so um the only sport that i really i follow on a daily basis i'm a big sports fan in general but the one i follow every day is gymnastics and um of course you know the olympics are going on and um Simone Biles is someone that I have admired for a long time for her own, the, the, the challenges that, and, 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 and trauma that she has gone through and how she has been also so vulnerable through that and, and so strong. And but I think with this Olympics in particular, we not only see her as the greatest of all time, but someone who sets an example, who is a leader, who is doing what is right for her. Um, and also being there for her team, you know, there's a picture of her moving the chalk buckets around for her teammates on bars. She is not just the greatest. She is a servant leader. Um, she is in the sport to, um, keep the conversation going about the treatment of gymnasts and the abuse that they went through to make sure that doesn't happen again. And I think we can see with her that there really, um, is a new era of, of the sport. Um, and, you know, she, she's just an incredibly remarkable human being and, um, and she's already done so much for the world. And I, th there's just so, there's so much more, um, she's going to do and, and I just admire her so much. Yeah. And, and those are, uh, two amazing people that you just shared and uh, with, uh, Simone Biles being, uh, so much in the news, uh, these days, right. Uh, for her, like pulling out of the finals. I feel that's a bold move and she should be applauded for doing that. Right. What are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. Um, so I was a gymnast growing up and she described the problem she had on, the, on that vault as having um, sort of the twisties, which is basically losing her sense of spatial awareness of losing her, her sense of where she is in a twist. Um, and I never competed at that level, of course, um, but I was a gymnast and then a diver and um, your, your spatial awareness is, is your most important, um, you know, uh, uh, mental tool that you have when, when you are doing acrobatics and to lose that is incredibly scary. And she made the right decision by, by pulling out. And she sent such a huge message that you don't have to suffer through it. You know, I was a kid when, you know, Carrie Strug famously vaulted while injured at the 1996, um, Atlanta Olympics. And I remember the message from that being, you have to suffer through no matter what. And it wasn't even until recent years, I realized really just how toxic that message is, um, that she was forced to do that when she wasn't healthy. 
And um, the fact that Simone pulled out when it was not healthy for her, but then she came back. She, she was there with her team. She was there in the stands during the all around final, not only cheering for her teammates from the U S but you can hear her loudly cheering for everyone in the stands, um, including the Russian gymnast, which is just unimaginable 20 years ago. And so I, you know, I have to applaud her for making that decision for herself, but then being there for everyone and being the leader and being a support, it just really shows her humility. And I have, I have so much respect for that. Yeah, and and the people who are actually questioning her move that she should not have pulled out because she had teammates who were also working hard probably aren't actually aware so much of the sport because it's not an easy sport, right? You have to, you're literally putting your life on the line for each of the moves that you're doing, right? And if something goes wrong, you might just die out there, right? And that's that's something that nobody wants, right? And no medal is worth risking someone's life. Uh, so if, the, if she doesn't feel like it, it's, it's actually the best decision for everyone if you could just, uh, you know, drop out of it and not, you know, uh, make a, you know, play out out there uh, while being, you know, not mentally in the best shape. So, so re- that should really appreciated by all the athletes across sports because uh, she actually went ahead and set an example because in this sports culture, at least I see that a lot of sports persons set this example that you have to win at all costs. You have to give it your all and it doesn't matter what you feel. You have to go out there and perform and that's what what greatness is all about right that's what i hear a lot but what simone biles did is she really exemplarily portrayed that okay you can be the best but you can be mentally unfit to perform on a given day and you can just drop out it's an option right because a lot of athletes do not even think it's an option yes and you know as uh, as founders and and you know just people um i think it's so important to see that you know, you deserve to be able to take a break when you need one. It's okay to take a mental health day. It's okay when you need to step back for a moment and go into a supporting role. That is is okay. And for a leader to, you know, when when the leader of a company takes their full uh, parental leave after having a child, for example, or they're feeling ill and instead of coming into the office coughing, they stay home, that sends a message and uh, Simone Biles just did that in a huge way in sports, but I hope all of us in business too can um, recognize that the leader does set the example and, you know, taking time when you need it is okay. You can still, you know, end the day uh, on top of the world by taking time for yourself and showing others that it's okay to do that. Exactly. Yeah. And that's a really important point. I I believe in the sports history that will be, you know, it it will be quoted many times. I took a Simone Biles did this and that's how other people can do it too. If they're not really feeling that well, it it doesn't help to just keep going. There is an option to take a break and it's for everyone, like you said, for business people as well. And when a leader of that station takes it, uh, it just goes a long way. Similarly, if a business person who's a leader in the in the business and goes on a paternity or a maternity leave it just conveys so much to the employees that okay your life is more important than the work right uh, i'm the owner of the business if i can do this you can do it too exactly that's so important for leaders leaders to do right so great uh moving on to my last question for you for this podcast uh what is the number one productivity trick that you find really helpful this is such a funny question um as i 
I have been um, open about how I have ADHD. Um, I actually just did a, a podcast with Marie uh, Poole and the Notion expert on this a couple of weeks ago. And um, so, so, you know, what helps me with productivity is not going to be the same as what everyone helps everyone else. And it's the same, you know, what's for what helps me is not also going to be what helps somebody else with ADHD as well. So I feel like I have to sort of preface it by saying that, but um, it sounds really simple, but taking my vitamins um, first thing in the morning, um, before I do anything else, um, I, for me, I take an iron supplement and I take B vitamins and that is what my body needs, um, to be able to focus and get going, um, in the day that's going to be different for everybody else. And I'm not saying that what everybody should go do tomorrow morning. Um, but really just the simple things, um, taking my vitamins is, it is my big productivity hack. Um, I definitely notice those days when my iron is low or I haven't had B vitamins that my focus isn't as there. It's a lot harder for me to get going and, and stay on track. Um, and there's also some research about ADHD having being related to iron deficiencies. So, um, you know, always talk to your doctor before you do anything. Um, but for me, just, you know, simple things like what, what does my body need today? Um, and, and, and thinking about that, um, is, is so helpful for productivity. Yeah. And, and, and I really appreciate the fact that you uh, went ahead being real and just quoted the real answer, uh, for this question instead of making up a nice productivity kind of answer. <laughs> I really, really, really appreciate your honesty here. Uh, and also glad you put that caveat in so that the people who are hearing it don't take that as an in general advice that vitamins yeah. can help you be more. This is not right. medical advice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So great. It was so great talking to you. And I love the honesty that you maintain throughout the podcast. And that what that's what makes episodes great. And I believe that you know that already since you are a fellow podcast host, right, of Software Social. Uh, so our audience also make sure to check her podcast out called Software Social. I'll put a link in the description below. Uh, Mari, besides that, if anyone from our audience wants to reach out to you and follow your journey, what would be the best way to do that? Um, yeah, so they can find me on Twitter. I probably spend too much time there um, at MJW Hansen. Um, I also have a newsletter um, also called Deploy Empathy, where I write about uh, customer research. And yeah, this is this has been really fun. And I would love to continue the conversation with people on Twitter. Absolutely. So glad to have you in for this. I'll make sure to put all those links that you mentioned in the description below. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed. Thank you so much, Prashant. 